Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we, Becky and Monique, your new biz besties, both busy moms just like you. We're here to talk all things network marketing, mom life, and how to truly live out your calling. We'll be dropping two episodes each week to help you, the busy mompreneur, know the exact strategies to build both your business and your home. You'll hear each week from one of the top network marketers on their best tips for what's led to their success and what's working now. We know that you're here because you are called to something more. You have a desire to succeed in both your business and at home, and we are going to teach you how. If you love what you hear here on the podcast and want to be one of our success stories, join us inside our community, The Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we provide a daily social media action plan, additional resources, kingdom coaching, and more. Click the show notes for the link to join. So let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Monique here and Becky. Hello, Becky. Hello, hello. And we have a wonderful guest today. I'm so excited because Heather Shriver Burns is with us today. Hello, Heather. Hello, friends. We are so glad that you're here. So Becky and I we made a list of all the people who we wanted to have on our podcast. And Heather, you were one of the top people that we were like, we absolutely have to have you in front of our audience because you are the real deal. And I think, you know, there's so much to who you are. I think you are so deep. You have so much depth to you. You, your relationship with the Lord is evident And not only do you have that fruit in your own life, but it comes out to your clients. It comes out in your podcast. It comes out in your social media. And I just want to say thank you for what you do and how you step out in obedience, because I think that it is an example to so many. So a little bit about Heather. She is from Pennsylvania. She is a mom of three. She runs her own coaching business. She has her own podcast. So Heather, I would love for our audience to hear a little bit more about you. Well, thank you for the kind words. My love language is words of affirmation. So I'm over here just getting a little teary-eyed. Thank you. Yeah, I am. And equally, it's been so fun to watch you you two um, do all that you're doing. So yeah, let me share a little bit about I'm a mom of three. um, And I've been married to my best friend for 10 years. And I have been an entrepreneur since becoming a mom. So in 2014, when I became a mom, had zero entrepreneur um, ideas in my head, but I had my baby and desperately wanted to be home with him. And all maternity leave thought, what was I thinking? Because I actually had people ask on maternity leave, are you going to stay be a stay-at-home mom? Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and that didn't look desirable to me. And so when I held that baby though, my whole world changed. And so I ended up uh, gaining a lot of weight in my pregnancy and wanted to get healthy for the first time, not just be skinny, but actually be healthy. And that led me to a network marketing company and I saw the possibility And that's kind of where my entrepreneurial journey started. So that's a little bit about probably how I'm talking with you guys today. I love that. I think it's, I would imagine your story resonates with so many other women because it definitely resonates with me. I was the same way. I 
uh, always said, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. Like it's the perfect mom job. You know, I'm going to have summers off and get out of school. And then I had my daughter and it was the exact same scenario. Like I was like, wait a minute, hold, hold the phone. I've got to figure this thing out. I want to be home. And so definitely our children, I think, change our priorities. They change our mindset. And I would imagine, and probably the majority of our audience, that even might be what, you know, brought them to direct sales and network marketing. And so I love that you have that history as well. I know Monique didn't mention that in the beginning, but you have had a lot of success in the industry. And I would love for you to share just like a little bit about that before we dive into some of the other questions, if you would, if you'd be willing to give us a little history on just some of the success that you've had, because I want people to know they need to listen to you. Okay. Let's just put it like that. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't often tell these things. Um, So first of all, I was a teacher. That's actually what I went to college for. And I thought that was going to be what I did, but I got into the teaching world three years in was like, I'm really like financially, this is not working. I'm going to have to marry somebody if that, and I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't ready to get married. I wasn't ready to be a mom. So fast forward, I got into sales, uh, but it looked very different than what I thought. And so in network marketing, when I kind of got the concept, I was like, huh. And I think, again, I saw another person doing it and I had the thoughts of she can, I can. And so that's, this was the beginning. I didn't have this idea of building any, you know, seven, eight figure business. I just wanted to be home with my baby. That was it. Cause we were about ready to sell our house because I was that desperate crying in bed, like, you know, postpartum, my husband was like, I don't know what else to do. So I ended up building that first business in my first year. My goal was to quit my corporate job. So I did have to go back to work. Uh, our income, it was a dual income family, unless we were willing to sell our home and really change a lot of our lifestyle. It wasn't possible for me to just quit and then build it. So I know that well, that's a lot of you, like you're, you're doing both. You're juggling a lot of things. And so uh, I know what that's like. And I had this goal that within the next year, I would be able to quit the job. And I I was. And so I did end up taking a little bit of a pay cut um, in that first part, but it was enough that we were, we were sustaining. And then the goal obviously is to grow. So I built that for three years and it was good. I was earning the trips. I was getting rank advancements. Um, you know, every company's obviously their comp plans are a little different. This was a binary and I had a, a, a my husband had a, his business, I mean, this is God's always humbling me. Um, his business was actually growing more than mine. And actually at one of the, the annual events, his picture, which he didn't even run the business, but um, we had a, an account for him and he was super supportive, but his picture was on the jumbo screen. It was on the marketing. <laughs> I'm like, it's anything. Um, but anyways, that business was good. And I kind of got bored after three years, but I find this pattern in my life forever. So I taught for three years, got a little bit of burnout went to sales. I worked at that education publishing company for three years in sales, reached the top, got bored, moved on, ended up meeting my husband in in pharmaceutical sales. So I have this pattern of like, I do things, I conquer them. And then I'm kind of bored. Like, all right, what else is here? I noticed I was feeling the same way with that first network marketing company. And oh my goodness, the idea of leaving something that you had built blood, sweat and tears and, and the community and all the things. But I knew that I knew that I knew that I couldn't not stay true to what was in my heart. And I knew God was leading me somewhere. I just didn't know. 
And then I actually had our second child. And right after I had her, I started another company. And that was the one that like blew up overnight. I was the, you know, million dollar success story that everyone's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, you didn't see the three years that I actually planted a lot of seeds and was very consistent. And everyone wanted to know, what was I doing? What was I doing? And I'm like, I'm not really doing anything different than what I was doing. It's just all working. I don't know. Um, And so in that business, I ended up building an eight-figure business, was doing million-dollar months with my team, was just recruiting a lot of people. Um, That's my favorite part of network marketing is recruiting. Don't really love selling the products, but I love the leadership and the mentorship. Yes. Um, and in that, this is where my story takes a little bit of a turn. Um, but in that, I started to feel like this was not the home for me. I was making a lot of money, was number two in the company, had everything anyone could ever desire. When you get into that, you know, business, this, these are the things I had everything. And I'm crying to the Lord, like, Lord, why am I not satisfied? Like, I'm starting to feel like how I felt in the last business, like something's off, something's missing, something's not. And again, I'm like, I cannot not stay true to my heart. Like I, I will die inside. And at that time with all the success, uh, my body inside was feeling, feeling all of the stress that I was, the, the responsibility, the, the struggle in my heart of knowing that this wasn't my home, but how could I even possibly leave? one, the people to the money like all the things. And it's like, man, I'm finding myself here again. And this, I don't. I don't, I don't want, I don't know what to do. So I pressed into the Lord for a good six months and did a lot of research, all the things decided that I was going to start building another business now without getting into all the details, because everyone has their own story. Lord knows my story and I'll keep it short and sweet. This company said that I could have another network marketing company. And not only that, I could recruit my entire first line into a new company. And that was within their policies and procedures. While they said that that was true, that was actually not true. They ended up terminating me at 27 weeks pregnant with my third child. So every time I have a baby, I go to a new company. So guess what, guys? I am done. I'm not having any more babies. (laughs) Um, But I tried to follow all the policies. and I mean, I did follow the policies and procedures, had an attorney, all the things. And I ended up building a third business. And this one was out of desperation because I had just lost everything, was about to birth a third child and built that to a million dollars pretty quickly in a couple months um, and found myself in the same place again. This is good. I'm getting all the titles. I'm getting speaking opportunities within the company. I'm traveling everywhere. And the people were great. Like it wasn't it just felt like something was missing and something was off. And I really built that business out of adrenaline, out of desperation, out of, I, I, you know, I, I need to feed my children and I ruined, you know, all the things. And the Lord in 2019, I will never forget. It was, um, before I went on vacation, I just kept hearing the word rest in my spirit. Um, and that, for a woman like me, um, used to be like a four letter word. We don't say that word and we yeah. certainly don't do it because that's like bad. So fast forward, I kept hearing the word rest, kept hearing the word rest. So I did it for a weekend and I was like, yay for me. I'm, I listened to the Lord and then I kept hearing the word rest. And it ended up being almost a two month break from social media. And I really felt like the Lord told me to, that I, I was too busy. 
you know, like, oh, I used to wear that as a badge of honor, but the Lord was showing me how that was actually robbing me of peace and joy and my family and all the things. And so at the time, I not only had a network marketing business, I had a coaching business. I also had a faith-based apparel business and a boutique. I mean, you know, sometimes- <laughs> so you were busy. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple streams of income. You know, yes, it's wise and you got to do it in a very smart way. And I wasn't, I was just doing the do- trying to, you know, all the things. And that's really where uh, the Lord just really started to shift my heart and change me deeply in the depths of my despair and in the valley that we talk a lot about as, as believers. Um, it's where the Lord totally transformed me. So that's what my network marketing history is, which now I, I went full-time coaching and got rid of everything in 2019. Wow, Heather, I'm just amazed hearing your story because I think there's so many people that are chasing after the thing, that are going after the thing. And it's so great for someone to be honest about, hey, I've done the thing, I've achieved the thing, I've gotten to the top, and here is how it feels. And here, you know, and if you're missing something, if you're missing something, you're never going to be peaceful. You're never going to be satisfied. And, you know, for that person who is chasing, you know, what would you say to that woman who she's in pursuit right now? Yes, this is so timely because I heard a message at church and often the Lord will just whisper to me like a twist of something like, like a, just a different version of what somebody else says. And the message was titled chase the cloud, not, not the crowd. Mm. I heard in my spirit, chase the cloud, not the carrot. And I know if you dangle a carrot in front of me, which is really why network marketing worked very well for my personality was like, even if it was a, a cup or a t-shirt, I'm like, that's mine. I'm getting it. You know, I don't even want it, but I'm, I, if I you put something in front of me, I'm going to go for it. So I just heard chase the cloud. And that comes from in Exodus as the Israelites were Chase, they were following the cloud by day and the fire by night. And I was like, oh, that's so good. My my women need to hear this too. So it's a perfect opportunity to share with y'all. Chase the cloud, not the carrot. Because I, I've been at the top of the mountain and still felt empty. And not that I didn't have the Lord in my life, but there were a lot of other things that were driving me to that success. It wasn't necessarily... Um, out of a good place. And so I always tell people, the goal isn't the problem. It's what's driving. What is the fuel driving you to go after that goal? And I've learned over the past five years, I had a, very, a lot of toxic um, reasons for doing that. Uh, I was actually being my own God, really. Like I didn't really trust God. I didn't really trust um, other people. And so, uh, yes, a lot of these things are my gifts and teaching is a gift of mine. And yet the enemy can kind of twist that and make it. And that's what he does, right? He steals, kills and destroys and turns things. He perverts things that are actually good. Um, and I, yeah, I would just say finding your, 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 your joy, your peace, your, your fulfillment, um, really does, it, it really does need to come from the source, which is God. Otherwise, everything else is a counterfeit. Mm, That's so good. Thank you for sharing that because, well, yeah, I know we've spoken about this numerous times, but I do feel like so much of my story is very similar to yours. We have very similar, um, I think, journeys in that 
I am a carrot chaser as well. And I know a lot of people listening probably can resonate with that. And obviously, right, like com these companies, we want them to incentivize and we want them to, you know, um, recognize and, and reward people for their efforts, right? Like they obviously, marketing tactics, they have to do that in a sense, right? But I do think one of the things that I've noticed personally, and you probably would agree that seem to be the most fulfilled while still in the inside of the industry is chasing after that cloud, right? They're not necessarily like, yay, cool. Along the way, they're going to earn the cup or the shirt or the trip or the title and all of these things. But I think where you and I obviously had to work through and overcome you know, from what it sounds like was we were just so focused on the carrot and then you get the carrot and it's like, okay, cool. That's satisfying. But like, you can only eat so much of a carrot, right? Like after a while, you're going to want to eat some fruit or you're going to want to eat, you know, some chips and queso, like you're going to want to eat something else. You know, you don't always want to eat the carrot. And so I know for me, that was such a big aha moment was when I heard, I actually heard Monique ask, um, a question on, I don't even know if it was before we were working and I was kind of like trying to fill her out, you know, like, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to be listening, you know, working with this girl and listen to her podcast when she said the question, like, you know, if you could have anything or whatever, like, what would your life look like? And it's interesting because I always would focus on like, okay, like, what would you do with that money? Like, what would you um, do? What would it feel like to be at this title or to earn this trip? And instead, one way that we have shifted how we, you know, because of Monique asking this question, it's like, if you could have anything or be anything or do anything, like, what would your life look like? And then teaching people that like your business can be the vehicle to help you build that, right? It doesn't have to be your identity because we want our identity to be in Christ and building the kingdom. And so I just love that you shared that because I do think that that is a lot of times a conversation that top performers don't want to have, right? Because they're afraid, oh, but if I say that and I tell people I'm not satisfied, then my team's not going to chase after it. And then I won't be able to continue to grow and I won't be able to do this and have this when really it's like, no, they're going to supersede all of that if we really teach them the main thing to focus on, right? Is how can they have a bigger impact? You know, whether it's spiritually or, you know, here on earth, either way, you know, it's just like, there's so much more to it. And I just, I truly appreciate your vulnerability coming on here because I think it takes a lot of courage to say, and um, it is probably easier saying it on the outside of the industry. Cause I remember, you know, being at the top and feeling, you know, so much like, I don't want to tell my team, you know, like I didn't want them to know how I was really yeah. feeling. And, and not to like throw top leaders under the bus, but there are usually chats that our top leaders are in. And yeah. I was like, how is this going on? Because I could see, I mean, I was obviously in those chats and I'm like hearing everyone stressed out. Every, I mean, I had an autoimmune disease from so much stress. Yes. Uh, my body was really under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And I just, I thought I was dying and I'm like, okay, no amount of success is, is worth my life or my family or my peace. And so it is very interesting, the responsibility to keep it up because your downline is a, is a huge part of your success. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really been my heart as I have mentored a lot of top leaders is, and I know that's your heart too, is if we can get the leader healthy and the leader doing really good 
habits and having a, a, a good mindset and a good heart about it, then it's a trickle down effect. Yes. Why is that leader? And this was me. I was, I was not really, it was saying one thing, but I was like dying inside. Mm -hmm. And so not that I wasn't, you know, authentic and real, but I was hiding that part of it, trying to fix the mess behind the scenes so that I could show up and be a good leader. But that is the key, I think, in network marketing, which is why I'm so proud of you guys for, for serving this community, because I saw it as a leader. I was a very outspoken faith. I mean, that was like my whole team for the most part, we're pretty faith driven people. Um, but I saw this, this, there was a lot, there's a lot that needs help to hear so that we're operating from a place of rest and a place of truth and a place of God didn't give you the assignment to stress you out and to make you sacrifice your health and your family and your, and all the things like he gave you this so that you can be a voice in a space that needs your voice. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I was telling Becky this morning that I was reading in Joshua and he was talking about how Moses had died and God had told Joshua, Hey, everywhere that you put the sole of your foot, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this territory. And in that, he also said, don't look to the left or to the right. And so that just made me think when you were talking, I thought, wow, you know, I think we need to remind those who are in the network marketing industry, don't look to the left or to the right, like go do what God has called you to do. Like the assignment that he's given you, sometimes you might have to unfollow people. Sometimes you might have to not watch what other people in your company are doing or other people who are pushing for certain things like that may not be what he has for you. And so, you know, my story is different because my story is not that I, you know, came in and was number one. My story was that after adopting our boys, I recognized I wanted flexibility and I wanted to have an option. And so for me, it allowed me to step away from my full-time job. And so if my goal was that, if I knew my goal was that, and I was watching somebody else who was on a different path and I got distracted from the very thing that God had called me to do, I would not see that as success, you know, but I think it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to look at what somebody else is doing. And so I think that women need to know that if you come in and your goal is I want to make $500 a month and be a present mom. Let's say someone's a homeschool mom and they're like, man, I just, if we could bring an extra $500 into our household, that would be a huge blessing. And I can focus on my kids. If that is what God has called you to do, that is a success. And so I think people need to hear that. I'd love to hear you speak on, on that, Heather. Yeah. So I I'm super transparent. I make less money now than I did when I was in network marketing. I shared this with a client the other day. I said, you know, I, I, I get invitations to join network marketing companies quite often. And, uh, I of had to, course you do. <laughs> I really had to ask the Lord about that because if money was all I was after, I, I, I would do it again. And I, so I, I, I say the last five years, especially going into a deep healing journey. And, you know, I thought my whole issue was, oh, they terminated me and I didn't, you know, deserve that. But then the Lord's like, oh, there's so many layers to this. Like, let me just heal all the parts of you that, you know, so that you can go out and be healthy and do the things. Um, but I am very open and transparent. Like I make less money now and I am so much more joy filled. So that's a great point for you to say, Monique, that maybe you come into this because I didn't go into network marketing thinking that I was going to make a million dollars. Like I, I did not, that wasn't even, 
But as those carrots kept coming in front of me, and as I was adrenaline driven and dopamine rush, and and really for me at the root of it, money was safety. Mm-hmm. Money equals safety. Mm-hmm. Money no longer equals safety to me. And so it's like nothing. It's just simply a tool. And yes, I love, I, I am, I'm still motivated and I love to make money and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not my safety. And so I don't feel desperate to make it. And if God's calling you to supplement some income in a, in a, what might for you seem small, right? Cause a company labels that as a rank or whatever, the, my biggest regret, um, and I've had to forgive myself. I have had to ask my children for, for I'm going to cry. Um, I thought my kids just needed me to make a lot of money. And there's, there's two sides to this. There's a spiritual side, like repenting and like really understanding, but there's also a little girl in me that learned that money was safety. And so I wanted to provide that for my children. And I didn't want them to have to feel like, and yet all they really wanted was mommy. And my daughter and I have had a lot of repair. Um, Actually, she was born right as I started that one business that blew up overnight. And I would, I remember just breastfeeding her and handing her to the nanny. Like, you know, those are the things you don't see. Right. And I can come online and have all the stuff, but you said it, Monique, whatever the Lord is putting on your heart, that success is obedience to whatever that is. And when we look to the left or the right, or we we push that goal a little bit further, I mean, the Lord has really challenged me um, in a lot of ways in the last five years. And I know it was stripping me of money is not safety for you. I am your safety. Mm. I am your provider. You are not your, you are not Jehovah driver, Heather. You are, you are Heather. And if we're going to sing those songs and we're going to read these scriptures, I believe, you know, they're like, God will give us opportunities to actually walk that out. And so basing your level of success off of somebody else's is where it gets really dangerous in really any profession. Cause it's still the same in coaching, right? So I'm just, my newsfeed is filled with just some different people, but I still hear a lot of the same things. And so I'm cautious of that. And I, and again, I love that you guys are pointing to truth, right? It's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else is taken care of. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about all the other stuff. And if you're building your, your business, and this goes for any business, but if you're building your business from a place of pressure, good fruit does not come out of, of building from a place of pressure. You'll get burnout, overwhelm, you know, like abandoning your kids. I didn't abandon my kids uh, physically, but emotionally I wasn't present. Yeah. Um, and so no amount of success is worth your peace. And God didn't call you to this to to make you um yes, to to stress you out. He called you to it so he can co-labor with you. And that's the beautiful part of building a business with the Lord. And that changes everything because it's not all in your strength. Oh, so good. So good. And girl, I can totally relate. <laughs> I promoted to one of the highest levels in the company two months after Evelyn was born. And it was so much of that breastfeeding in the middle of the night, responding to messages, you know, same thing, handing her off to a nanny. And she is now my child as I'm, you know, currently walking through um, a divorce. She is my child that has severe separation anxiety from me. I mean, so bad, like she, yeah, it's like paralyzing. And I, I can see a lot of that is contributed from 
you know, the lack of time with me, I think, um, early on and not feeling safe, you know, and for a variety of reasons. And, and I was of that same mindset, right? Like if I have enough money, then I can handle anything, right? I can handle anything that life throws at me. I don't, you know, whatever. And it's just, man, it's just been such a joy. Personally, I was so grateful that Monique introduced me to you because it, I think it is sometimes such a breath of fresh air to know like, oh, I'm not the only person that like has walked something like this and, you know, come out the other side with all of these realizations that yes, it's still, it's still healthy and fine and, and beautiful to want earthly treasures, but it cannot be your main focus, you know? And I just, it's just been such a joy. Thank you so much for sharing so much of it because I know it's been a hard, you know, cup, a hard season and a lot of things that you've had to overcome and work through. And I just think it just shows your character that you're willing to come on here and share, you know, some of those pieces that of your story that for so long were so hard to talk about. And I appreciate that. And I do think too, that your children, for starters, it's like, we are modeling what is possible, right, for our children. And so I do think I want to just point out that it is important for our kids to know that sometimes we do have to make sacrifices. You know, sometimes we do have to um, have boundaries in place and and chase after things in seasons, right? But I also think it's healthy for us to uh, to recognize when, you know, we need to there needs to be some redemption in this story. And I just think as a mom, you know, it's very humbling to realize that what our behavior, right. And what we model is very often what is going to be repeated. And so like you were saying, you know, you, you learned that money was safety. And so now you're like, I'm trying to teach my children to put their trust in God, you know, and let that be their safety, and follow his path for our life. And so I think one question I have for you, for the women that are listening, that have that desire for, and that's always, I think the, the question at hand for our clients is I want to raise kingdom kids. I want to impact the kingdom and, and eternal salvation and the, the world for bring others to Christ and right. I still want this thing, you know, like what would you tell that mom who is on this journey of, and like, what would be, I guess maybe one piece of advice that you would give to her? Yeah, absolutely. One that God knows the desires of your heart. And so I think for me, learning, learning how to, you know, the, the, I don't really believe in balance, but you know, everyone else knows what that words. I think it's harmony, right? It's knowing when to ebb and flow. For me, it was the Lord said, yes, kind of what you were saying about knowing when you will, you will make sacrifices, right? Whatever that looks like, you will make sacrifices, but there's also a really, you, you must also have, and I always tell people, make a list of things you're willing to sacrifice because it's going to cost some sacrifice, especially if you're in the beginning or if you're going for a next goal or whatever. And so understanding that there are times that's okay, but also being very clear on what's sacred, 
make a list of the things that are sacred to you. And so for me now, I don't work evenings. And when I used to, my first five years, I would do team calls and do all these things. So if a client, I turned down a, you know, a, a five figure client and cause she was like, I can only meet you on this day. And I was like, I don't see clients on that day. And I'm not, and it, it wasn't even at night, but I know that that's sacred to me. And so I've, I've, I've taken less money or I've, I've lost, you know, deals or whatever. Um, so knowing when you are sacrificing and there's a season for everything, but also knowing that these are the things that are so sacred to me that I'm not willing to sacrifice these things in order to get the carrot. Um, yes. That's really helped me put things into perspective and know that there is no such thing as FOMO. God has so much more for me than I don't even know about. So I'm not, I'm not going to, there is no fear of missing out as long as I'm seeking him and seeking him first. And I have my life prioritized. I am going to be blessed more than I could ever imagine. Yeah. Well, and if our hands are so full of things that we think we need to hold, we have no space for God to, to hand us something we're not expecting. Right. Or, or it's like he, that concept that he already has something prepared for us, but we can't receive it until we are prepared, right? It's not a matter of, oh, God's got to create something or you have to create something in the future. No, it's like he already has a plan for you, but are you prepared, right? Are you ready to receive that? And if we're so full of like holding all these other things and responsibilities and so busy, right? That badge of honor we talked about earlier, it's like there's no space for God. Well, right. I, yeah. And are you ready to steward that? Because mm. with, you know, too, too much is given, much is required. And mm -hmm. I think that's what the Lord has been teaching me because I have promises that he's given me that are not fulfilled yet. And I'm a big dreamer. And I've really been sitting in the last five years of like what feels like not a lot. Um, it is. I mean, it is a lot. And I mean, my business is amazing. And there's, but I also am dreaming bigger. And the Lord continues, and this is a word, I just feel like whoever's in the waiting is essentially what you're saying. Because I have felt like I've been living a long time in the waiting. And this isn't the waiting that I've never, I mean, I've, I've already been at the top and fell down. And so, so I don't know if that's almost sometimes worse because it's like, I know this is even possible because I've actually done it before. Waiting often feels like punishment. Mm -hmm. And what the Lord spoke to me is that I am not punishing you. I am pruning you. I am preparing you. I am positioning you so that you can pioneer this thing to get to the promised land. And we sit sometimes and waiting like, God, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Um, am I not good enough? Do you not love me? Do you not trust me? All these questions. And it's usually internal, like a, a misconception of who we are in Christ and who God is. Cause we're like, Oh, it's happening for her. Um, but God is so kind that he's not going to give you something that you're not ready to even steward. And I feel like I'm in a season of that with my, with my business, with speaking and coaching and writing. And he's like, Heather, I'm, I'm actually working with things in you right now so that you can get there. And that takes a level of humility, surrender. And um, again, it's let God be God. <laughs> And let him disciple us, let him discipline us, let him teach us at the root of discipline is disciple. And that's actually how I got that because I thought God was disciplining me because I was a bad girl, but discipline and punishment are two different things. And I did a word study on that. And it gave me so much understanding that God is not punishing me. He's discipling me. 
so that I can actually steward the thing that he has already created me to do before I was in my mother's womb. Um, that has really helped me in the waiting, know that even though it, it still, it still stinks. It's like, oh, what do I have to do? And the Lord's like, it's a whole lot less about what you're doing, baby girl. It's all, it's all about your being. Do yeah. you know who you are? Well, and I love that you spoke earlier to your healing time that when God was healing you, because I think that's part of it too, is it's not only, you know, being in the waiting, but in that waiting, what is, how is he healing you? Like what healing does he need to do in you? Okay. And Heather, you have a phrase that I don't want to misquote about God wants, is it God wants to heal what you've been hiding? Yeah. And I don't even know if that's officially mine. Jesus wants to heal what you've been hiding. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't know if I came up with that. I mean, if I did, it was the Holy spirit. I I don't know exactly where that came from, but I love that idea that there are hidden things. And so sometimes we get so Mm -hmm. frustrated with ourselves. Like, why am I not? It's like, okay, I know you guys help people with a lot of the tacticals of here's what you do every day. And you make that promise to yourself, you're going to do it. And yet you find yourself not doing it. And then there becomes this internal, you start to really hate yourself and mm-hmm. you turn, you inwardly turn on yourself. And the first commandment is, well, the greatest commandment is to love God. And then what is it? Love your neighbor as yourself. So oftentimes we get frustrated with ourselves because we're not doing the things when we don't actually realize it's coming from a place of brokenness or a mindset, a stronghold, a, a family dynamic or something that is actually um, preventing you from doing that. And yet we think what's wrong with me? And one of the questions that one of my mentors has, has proposed to me when I asked those things, so that's my first, but what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I just get this? She always asks, stop asking that. And she says, ask yourself, what has happened to me that I am responding this way? Ooh, that's good. Very and good. that really changes the, the lens in which you're looking through because we start to, again, we get mad at ourselves. Like, what is my problem? I know what to do. And healing is, is the freedom to be able to do those things. And yes. And amen to healing. Cause that has been my journey. Yes. Yes. I just know, you know, so many people who are in the waiting, like that's part of, that's part of it is God's trying yeah. to do healing on them and they're ready to go on to the next thing. And he's like, we're not there yet. Well, yeah, because what I noticed was in my, you know, the third business that I grew, I was bleeding on people because I still had a wound that was very open. And mm-hmm. so I was building a business out of bitterness and out of desperation, not out of the anointing and the giftings and the and the position, because God's positioning you to understand you have authority, you have an anointing, you are you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. But when we're operating from a different spirit that is not the Holy One, right, we will bleed on people, and it gets really messy, not just for you but for other people. And again, it's that toxic leadership that drips drips down into the team. And then we wonder why, you know, why things aren't working out or why there's uh, frustration or, you know, conflict or, or whatever. So yeah. it has been what I call brutal. Man, mm-hmm. it's been brutal. And I, I am in the process of writing a book, and I really do think that's my title. So don't anyone take that. Um, <laughs> but it has been brutal and so beautiful. The fruit that has come from my darkest moments I would not trade them for the world. And I've thought about that a lot. Like, cause I actually was praying the Lord 
for years, like I just want, I just want to go back to where I, I just want to, and I don't want to go back to network marketing, but I want to be making that kind of money, you know, salaries in a month. I'm like, sign me up. Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. And I kept saying, I want to go back, Lord. I just want to get back to that. I just want to get, and the Holy Spirit quickened me one day and was like, do you really mm. like assess your life where you were? I have so much more ahead of you. Quit looking in the rearview mirror. I mean, what happened to Lot and his wife when she kept looking back, looking Ooh. back? look forward. I have so much more for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. And amen. Uh, yes. So good. I'm like, we could be here all day because, uh, yeah. uh, you know, we Heather came to our retreat that we did last fall. And I think we did talk for hours and hours and hours all day, every day. So good. Which was amazing. So good for so, myself. Heather, where can people find you? If they're like, oh my goodness, I learned so much today and they just really resonate with who you are. How can someone connect with you if they want coaching, if they want to find you on social media, your podcast? Yeah, I think the best ways, the best place is Instagram, which is so funny because that was not the place before. Uh, Instagram, shoot me a message. I would love to put a face to a name, but I do have a website and I do have my podcast, which is called the Seek First CEO podcast. And so it's all around neuroscience and biblical principles, mindset, heart set, soul care, all that good stuff. So yeah, but I, I mean, I'm like, Hey, if you're resonating, if you're vibing with me, just shoot me a message on Instagram and say, hi. Love it. And one other thing we always like to ask our guest is how would you define, how would you define a kingdom minded mompreneur? Yeah, that's so good. So the kingdom is actually something I have really pressed into because one of the verses, obviously my podcast is seek first. Um, and I'm like, well, I probably should really understand Matthew 6, 33. Um, and the kingdom I think is, uh, a, an ongoing revelation, uh, of, of who God is and who we are and what actually we have access to. Um, and so I, say a kingdom minded mom, a mompreneur, she is living a seek first life, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. And so I think she understands the significance and the source of all things. And when, whether it's, you know, business or life or whatever, she's able to quiet the noise get into the secret place and seek the father and knowing that that is going to be where she's going to find the answers, her peace, her joy, her comfort, um, above all else. So good. So perfectly said, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us today. We have had so much fun. I know, like Monique said, we could literally talk all day. We probably need to plan another little, um, mini, uh, retreat or something, even if it's just for us to go and, you know, spend some time with God praying together over our businesses, have a little, um, girls weekend. I think we should totally do that. Um, but we just really appreciate you. It's such a blessing to, continue to cheer you on and watch your business grow. And I just think you are truly making an impact and we're just, we're grateful to, to know you. Well, thank you for having me. I love you too dearly. Thanks so much for listening to the kingdom minded mompreneur. If you loved what you heard today, could you stop and give us a five-star rating and review? It helps our visibility on podcasting platforms 
so others like you can hear more of this message. Also, if this episode encouraged you, we would love for you to pass it along to your own biz bestie and anyone else who could benefit. Lastly, don't forget that if you want to hang out with us just a little bit more, join us inside the Kingdom-Minded Mompreneur community. Click the link in the show notes. Bye for now.